Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How much responsibility are you willing to take in your own wellness journey? And I think this struck a chord with me and Cheryl because we believe that really in every aspect of your wellness journey, that what from the food you eat or the exercise you do to the the story you tell yourself that we talk about, Mm -hmm. what is that story Mm -hmm. you tell yourself Mm -hmm. in your own mind? And so I think that's why it really struck a chord with us. And especially because you and Stephen talked about the fact that you actually kind of pre-screen people and make sure that the clients you get are going to buy into this sort of 360 approach to wellness. They're going to want to be a participant in it. Mm -hmm. And then you're excited about starting building a community with those clients. Correct. Because we can't make that decision for them Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, they have to decide they are ready to make that commitment. So when they make that decision, we know they're going to be successful. Welcome to the In Vibe Live podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more In Vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at InVibeLife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. And we're grateful that you're here. Hi, and welcome to the In Vibe Life podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We are here this week to continue a conversation we started last week in our podcast. And that's last week we interviewed Stephen Dunn for the second time. Um, Stephen's a holistic physical therapist, Cheryl's husband, Cheryl's business partner, and he talked to us about back pain and neck pain as being one of the most common um, ailments or complaints he sees from clients who come into his practice. And so that podcast is loaded with information. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to it yet as a client and patient myself, I got new information from it. And a lot of it is also what I've been implementing for 10 years and had a lot of success with it. So I recommend that in general. But the thing that came up in that podcast that we've been talking about, Cheryl and I have since that time, and so wanted to bring the conversation here, is one of the things we asked Stephen about, or I talked to Stephen about, is what he sees as difference makers in his patients or clients. The ones he sees who have really long-term success and the ones he sees who, you know, might get an immediate relief, but then it doesn't last them um, for any length of time. And the thing he brought up was whether people buy in, first of all, to the approach you guys have at CORE, Cheryl, and second of all, if they're willing to do the work, like see themselves right. as an equal participant, not just be treated, but buy into the treatment plan, do the exercise, do the program. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk right. about that a little bit? Definitely. So. Mainly what Amy's referring to is that when we ask people to come to CORE and go through our treatment plan, we're asking them to not make a commitment to us, but to make a commitment to themselves. Oh, I like that. You know, Mm -hmm. and 
With that means, like one of the things that we say or we see a lot is you can, if they come in and their only goal is to get out of pain, well, that's easy. One or two visits, some hands-on, you're out of pain, but you you will be back because mm-hmm. that's not the full treatment plan. You have to move on and continue to do the work after you're out of pain. So it's easier for someone or more realistic if you make your goal, for example, I want to, you know, I want to be able to pick up my grandkids. Right. That's a different goal than I want to get out of back pain. Mm -hmm. Right. So if if you can look at that, then you've got something tangible you want to do. And then we get a little bit more buy in to our whole thing as far as you're not just going to lay on the table, but you're going to act to take an active role in you getting better. And that active role is making a bigger commitment and really deciding for yourself what that is. one of the things too is like you're asking them to make this commitment and you know they're looking at their goals they don't really know when they first come in that we're going to ask them about their goals and the quick easy answer is i want to be out of pain because that's really why they have sook us out is right. to be out of pain right but when you start talking to them deeper and get to hear that deeper story you start to feel their emotions of the things they're missing out on in their life because of the pain. Well, some people might not even aspire for what they could achieve, right? They Correct. might not even dare hope right. they can throw their grandkids because they haven't swimming had pool it. again. Right. Or, yeah. Because they have never experienced it or they haven't had it in so long. They think it's just a part of aging that they're not going to be able to do these things. And I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that we can do a lot of things that maybe typical things typical standards tell us we can't do as we age. So rather than just eliminating the pain, you can actually move into a place of greater vitality and strength and energy. Totally. Totally. But again, the key is how much responsibility are you willing to take in your own wellness journey? And I think this struck a chord with me and Cheryl because we believe that really in every aspect of your wellness journey. That what from the food you eat or the exercise yes. you do to the, to the story you tell you yourself. Yeah, the so we talk about mm-hmm. what is that story mm-hmm. you tell yourself mm-hmm. in your own mind. And so I think that's why it really struck a chord with us. And especially because you and Stephen talked about the fact that you actually kind of pre-screen people and make sure that the clients you get are going to buy into this sort of 360 approach to wellness. They're mm-hmm. going to want to be a participant in it. Mm-hmm. And then you're excited about mm-hmm. starting building a community with those clients. Correct. Because we can't make that decision for them mm-hmm. because that's, you know, they have to decide. They are ready to make that commitment. So when they make that decision, we know they're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. When they decide they want to make this commitment, all we need to do is hold their hand on the journey and they will be successful at it. But if I can't decide that for them. What percentage of people do you think are willing to that be call us? That, that equal percent or? Uh, not many. Oh, well, maybe 50-50. 50-50. Really? But we do, that's one of the first phone conversations when somebody calls to schedule. You know, we start to really dive into their story. We need to know why are you calling us? What are you looking for? What are you missing out on in your life? You know, mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing? Because we want them to have some skin in the game, and it kind of throws people for a loop that mm-hmm. that's the very first conversation they get when they call our facility just to make an appointment. 
you know, because they thought they were going to, you know, here's my information. I want to see him next week. And then we try and slow them down and really get their story so that we can understand why you called us, what you're looking for, what you really want. And if they're not willing to give that over the phone, then we understand that they're probably not willing to take that commitment any deeper. Because mm-hmm. when you come in, we are going to really ask you that, you know, we, we need a commitment. We want you to come a couple times a week. After that, you're going to move over into the side of the business where you're going to be doing more movement and less laying on the table. You know, mm-hmm. the, it's a long-term plan, a long-term goal. It's, an, it's a financial investment as well. It's a financial investment. Well, it is. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not just a pill. No, it's not a pill. Although sometimes the pills are needed as a part of the plan. Totally. Also. Totally. But Mm -hmm. it's going beyond. We're going beyond. We don't want to just put a band-aid on your problem. We want to change your life. Mm -hmm. But we can't really change somebody else's life. They have to decide they're ready to change their life. So this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Really, you just said Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Because that is the case in every part of life. In our relationships, mm-hmm. like we've talked about before, you can't yeah. change someone else. They have to be willing. You can help and support. They have to be willing to. But really in everything, are you willing to um, take control of your own health, your own wellness, your own finances, your own business, yeah. your own every part of your life? Yeah. is about understanding, I think, that it falls to you and you have that ultimate responsibility. And it's one of the reasons we're so passionate about offering information where we can find it and experts where we can find it because different things are also going to work for different people. Correct. There's not one even, I mean, even as wonderful as core therapy and Pilates is, it's not going to be for It's not for everybody. Everyone. And another clinic might be better for the person mm. on the phone. And we do give those recommendations. If we can tell through that conversation, you might be better at this place. We, we send them there. And mm-hmm. so, and then we give that as professional advice of what we think mm-hmm. somebody needs, but it's true. It's with everything you have to make the choice. And I think where I work with that on my, in my life mm-hmm. is the food I eat. Yeah. You know, I try and sometimes I make mindless choices and my choices throughout the day of what I choose to eat are probably not always the best, but some days I'm trying to be very deliberate with what I choose to eat. And then I try and feel, how do I feel based on what I just ate? And so, yeah, I think again, the core is one of the first steps in your journey towards wellness is getting to know yourself. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about that true authentic self before, but it's kind of peeling back the layers of the onion in yourself Mm -hmm. so that um, you can start to be the ultimate authority in all of the things you allow into your life. Yes. You become the final answer. Mm -hmm. And I think you, Amy's health journey is a great story that really talks about you became your authority. Yeah, I had to, I had Mm -hmm. to. So we talked about this a little bit, but it was, um, well, I guess 2009, 2010. So 10 plus years ago, um, I started having a lot of, um, really just symptoms that were odd to me. A lot of dizziness, migraine headaches, shortness of breath, um, and amazing fatigue and even some real bizarre spells were just heart palpitations and unable to breathe well and 
um, just feeling, I just felt like something was gravely wrong. That That's the only way I can put it. Like I, I would have these thoughts in my head or is this what it feels like right before you have a stroke? Is this what it feels like right before you have an aneurysm? Is this what it feels like right before you have a heart attack? And they were so profound that I just kind of knew in the core of my being that something was, I mean, it just, it wasn't right. It was clear to me that something was very wrong. And so I started going to doctors and I started with an internist, um, found out that I'd had undiagnosed mono (laughs) for one thing. And so at first thought, okay, well, that explains the fatigue and everything. But then even when I was past where that should have been alleviated and I kept having, my symptoms were escalating, not getting better. And when I'd say, well, what about the heart palpitations? Well, no, that shouldn't cause it. That shouldn't Mm -hmm. cause it. That shouldn't cause it. I went to another doctor who told me I was having anxiety attacks and prescribed Xanax for me. And, you know, medications like that where, although when I would have these episodes that I'm describing, it definitely made me anxious to feel like that and very, very scared. But it just really didn't resonate with me because I would say things like, but I felt fine right beforehand. Right. There was nothing that gave you the anxiety. Right. There's nothing. In fact, I had been having a great day and had been very active. And then all of a sudden after the intense activity, I would get one of the spells. So it just, it was almost the opposite of when you would think of an anxiety attack or a panic attack coming on, or I'd be lying in bed at night and would get woken up with one of these things. It just didn't make sense. So fast forward into the future, finally in going through, you know, many different medical professional professionals found one who believed what I was saying and put me through a battery of tests. And this was a cardiologist. And so he, he put me through a lot of testing and it's really a long detailed story, but the bottom line is one of the tests wasn't even looking for this, but it found something in one of my lungs and that it's a vascular malformation in one of my lungs is what it is, and it causes essentially all the symptoms that I just listed. And so by the time he found it for me, um, or found it in me, he then referred me to the appropriate person. I came home, by the way, 40 years old, on oxygen, not able to resume normal activities, you know, very dire situation health-wise until um, the, the condition of my lung was you know, treated with an actual procedure to treat it. And then, um, I'm doing very well since then. But so that's part one of my story. So part one of my story is trust yourself and trust your instincts. And if you have to continue seeking other people until you find someone who really believes you and is willing to work with you, it's worth it. I mean, I literally would probably not be sitting here right now, certainly not in this condition, if it hadn't been found, because the prognosis, if I hadn't been treated, was I was about to have a stroke, or I was about to have an aneurysm. I mean, those things were accurate. And so it'd be a very different situation for me right now if I hadn't had it. But then the second part of the story is fast forward a few months down the road, and that's the point at which I came into your clinic. Mm-hmm. Stephen and Cheryl's clinic, mm-hmm. and it's because I was having back pain and um, other issues. Again, I came in because I was having pain, right? Not because right. I was even seeking wellness, right. but like right. help me out of this pain. Yeah. But I bought in. I right. bought in hook, line, and sinker mm-hmm. to the approach. And again, so I had been in a really, really bad place health wise, and right. so I'd been going around for two years saying, "Anyone who can help me, I will listen. I don't care where, who, or how it is. Someone help me." 
And the first thing you guys taught me to do was breathe. Yeah. And um, expand my lungs and help mm -hmm. the scar tissue that was inside my lungs. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then we started adding strength and things like that to my journey. But that in that part too, it was, I was not only willing, I wanted to be a part of my own story and I yeah. wanted my health to be in my own hands because my having it in someone else's hands hadn't worked out Correct. very well for me. Right. And, and so I was ready for that, but I'm also extremely grateful that I was ready for that because it made such a shift or a difference from me being in a really negative place to a place of really the best health I'd ever been in Strong, than vital. following because yes. now that the condition was known and treated and I was starting to strengthen myself, there's so I will probably never run a marathon. Right. There are still some things that I have difficulty with. I have yeah. a lung condition, yeah. but I don't have many limitations and I don't, no. I don't view myself as a person with limitations. Right. And I view myself as someone who for my age, which is 50 can pretty much do pretty good, pretty much anything I want. Anything and want I'm pretty willing to take the trade-offs for those few things I can't do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't scuba. I'm okay with that. <laughs> there, there are a few things. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you probably, wouldn't love running that marathon anyway. Well, no, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, I think one of the big key factors in hearing your story, Amy, or that I'm hearing is trust your intuition because yeah. you were getting so many different messages. And at the end of the day, and of course getting, if you heard the same message from more than one doctor, you would might start to question yourself. I did. Of course, of course. But there was something deep in your soul that told you, no. I would almost write in a journal, this is how I felt on this Thursday when I had this spell. What had I done earlier in that day? What was on my mind? I mean, I started really, I, I went yeah. and saw a therapist saying, they're telling me this might be anxiety. And the therapist even after I said, it doesn't sound like you're really having anxiety and you don't seem very anxious. issues, yeah. um, you know, as you we know, talked through it. Um, I have a similar story. A cousin of mine was having what she kept saying were spells and she'd go to the doctor. That's what I would call them too. Yeah, spells, spells. Finally, her husband was with her and was able to record her having one of these spells. Come to find out she was having little bitty seizures and had two brain tumors. Oh my goodness. And she's fine now. She's had one of them removed and she's really thriving and well and has had a child since and everything. Mm -hmm. But you know, something, she just kept going to the doctor and going to the doctor and I'm having these spells, I'm having these spells. And she couldn't really explain it because what was going on with her was affecting her thoughts and her brain, mm -hmm. but something deeper than our actual, you know, brain was telling her, keep getting somebody to answer your questions until they figure out what it is. You know, so I just think that intuition is huge and we should listen to it. And if we start by knowing ourselves in the first instance, yeah, then, then it, you know when you're off. Yeah. You know like, when you're off. And you know, I just, I go back to meditation and stillness all the time. But if you take even that, a one minute of stillness to do a body scan do every body day, scan. kind of check in with yourself. How am I feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about this part of myself hurting, does it bring up an emotion or is it, no, it's just hurting. It's, you, yeah. You know, yeah. And, you totally. know, kind of what's going on, the more yeah. you get to know yourself. And I think that was a gift I had at that yes. point in my life, even when I started. And you didn't, I bet you didn't realize you had it. 
I knew I was pretty self-aware. Okay. I, I knew that I, I knew I was pretty sensitive to things yeah. and so pretty self-aware. Um, but I don't, I don't think you know how you're going to face a situation like that till you're in it. Um, yeah. I was probably a little stubborn, which is good. Like saying, uh, just because you're this doesn't person mean, doesn't right? mean I have to 100% believe By everything that you're saying. saying. Mm -hmm. You could still be wrong. wrong. And um, so I did have that confidence That's in myself, mm -hmm. which I think was a big part of it. And, but I just had a knowing and I just listened to it. Mm -hmm. And I just... Yeah. I mean, you I knew. just didn't give up on the knowing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I share that story because, first of all, I think it tells a little bit more about our relationship and what this kind of taking ownership of your own recovery can look like. Because I came to you really in a whole body rehab yeah. or recovery situation. Mm -hmm. I was in a really difficult place and bad place. And within a couple of years, I had gotten to a very strong place. Um, so if you're willing to take that sort of buy-in and responsibility to yourself, you really can. And you find the right professionals to work with. And those professionals might be psychiatric professionals or they Whatever might be you're looking physical or nutritionists or, or dietitians yeah. or, gosh, I mean, things we're not even thinking of or some of the alternative Reiki or, or things mm -hmm. like that. Um, still understand that you at the end of the day have the ultimate responsibility for yourself mm -hmm. and trust that mm -hmm. have confidence in it. Yeah. And then you can really start to achieve levels of health, maybe beyond, like you said, people come in and they don't even know they could hope right. to have certain results that, Definitely. that they might be able to, um, reach. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, I, that little exercise of just learning, to figure out your authenticity, the exercise of that helps you grow as a person. You know, I think that as we age, we start to learn more and more and more who we are, mm -hmm. but you can practice it. You know, just how I was saying the little example of eat your meal and then do your, do your scan. How does that yeah. meal make me feel? Um, you can start to learn. That's a way to learn your body. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, um, you know, I think our, watching our children grow, they're trying to figure out who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that when our kids are in their 20s, I don't have kids in my 20s, mine are younger, but, you know, I have uh, nieces and nephews that are in their 20s. It's, it's awesome to watch them develop into the new human mm -hmm. beings that they are, that they weren't in their teens. Well, I think this is one of the biggest challenges of parenting, too, is understanding that as much as we want to help them and fix things for them and do things for them, once they get to a certain point, it's their thing to do. Yes. And it is their life, and that can be hard, and you can guide them and help them and support them and love them and nurture them and all of those things. But teaching them this same lesson Woo. and respecting <laughs> that in them yeah, can, can be... It, it's, I think, the hardest thing I've done as a parent, but <laughs> um, I understand... That I need to, yeah, too, and that, that yeah, that's something we'll I'm have in to right readdress now. that. But when you're I just get hitting it, yeah, <laughs> hitting adolescence, yeah, finding those boundaries and mm -hmm. figuring out what works and what doesn't work, and you know. and then you know, part of knowing yourself is then also knowing when to ask for help and when you do totally. need help. Mm -hmm. 
Because and yeah, we're not okay. saying, we're definitely not saying you can do everything on no. your own. I'm not saying that. There yeah. Help is you need great. all sorts of medical professionals and other support. And maybe even it's just hiring someone in your business to take some of the load off. Of totally. You. All of those things are yeah. part of really get to know yourself. Um, what is healthy for you, what is not healthy for you, and then an analysis, I think, of where you can address that, where you can make changes to that, and what you can do about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now people are having to become more and more self-reliant because of COVID. Definitely. Even, I mean, with telehealth, you need to be able to report really accurately to your doctors what's going on with you because they're not necessarily examining you you in person. Well, they're not laying Mm -hmm. 3D eyes on you. Um, or it's not stick out your tongue and say, ah, oh, you're over a screen. Yeah. yeah. Very mm-hmm. different. So, yeah. And also, I think you're having to take some responsibilities when because this COVID communication that we have all the time, you're really having to make a more of an effort to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. I know I've asked some of the girls that work for me, I'm like, you know, if you have friends that you know that live alone, make sure you pick up the phone and call them every so often because mm-hmm. this new world could be a little lonely yeah you know and so that's a place of reaching out and getting more authentic and another place I just want to give people confidence is we've talked about it a lot but all of our kids have started school in the last week here in Texas and so it is still the conversation Mm -hmm. trust yourself Trust yeah. yourself with your kids. I mean, it is scary and Even if you're daunting. a first-time home te- homeschooler. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, trust that you know your children. Yeah. And watch them. Yeah. And um, Reach listen out to, to them. the teachers if you need to. They know themselves. Yeah. They know themselves. You know them. Mm-hmm. So start that conversation with them. And that's a great way to start teaching them how to advocate um, to take themselves. ownership and mm-hmm. advocate for themselves as well because it really um it just starts to have great benefits in every part of your life and i think when you start to build that confidence of knowing build that muscle whatever happens i can handle it yeah i got this yeah whatever it is i can figure it out yeah not sure what it'll look like not sure how it'll go but Mm -hmm. and i might not get it right the first time right (laughs) definitely Yeah, so I think that, you know, this was a good recap from our podcast we had with Stephen and, you know, people really taking responsibility for their journey and starting to learn their Uh true authentic self. And this is just taking that message to a deeper level that I think our audience sometimes likes to hear. Yeah, and I'd love to hear comments. I'm sure, I mean, we just told a couple stories we had. I bet everyone out there listening to us has some story, either in their Mm -hmm. own personal lives or a close family member or friend who's gone through something like that. And, I mean, we'd love to support you. We'd love for everyone to support each other. So um, let let us know what you're thinking, and um, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to my story. And um, we hope that maybe you gained a little bit of insight or inspiration from it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the In Vibe Life podcast. For more information and to join our community, be sure and check out our website at www.invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.